Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio... The caravan started moving again after their harrowing battle with several orc clans. They had to make haste to make it to the second ridge by nightfall. On the way, Cullen and Esbier sought the counsel of Kelsen Doc Treader. Cullen wanted to address his spear issues while Esmir discreetly inquired about lycanthropy and a possible cure for the dreaded curse. After a long day of travel, camp was set and the party spent the evening communing with the future citizens of Jokin and airing their fears and concerns with the unusually stressed Kelsen. It seems the unrest in the region has rattled even the most experienced and wise ranger. Deep intellect was respected, book clubs were started, hair riffled in the wind, Canoe rides were not taken. With the caravan safely in token, our party said farewell to Ken and Jeff, and Dan and Dave and Mike and Davey and Petey and Rex and Bill and Bob. Soon after, they found themselves surrounded by a firefly swarm that escorted them to Oifinian's Grove. There, they reunited with their dryad friend and enjoyed a peaceful night in her enchanted forest. Early the next morning, they bade farewell to Oifingen, who bestowed upon the party wondrous gifts to aid them on their quest. What awaits our heroes in the town of Succumber? What is under the gray block on the map that the DM doesn't want the players to see? Will the Red Wizard escape before they get back to Daggerford? Eh, will Jake reconvene the book club on the way back? Or will he forget? He'll probably forget. But who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast! Oifinian and many small woodland creatures gather around you as you mount up and prepare to continue your quest to fire Hammerhold. Good luck on your quest, and I look forward to your safe return. Bye, Oifinian. Bye. Bye, Oifinian. You're the best. All right, you guys exit the grove and make your way back to the Delambir route and head east. The sun shines bright as a cool breeze blows in from the north. And if all goes well, uh, you should be about halfway to Succumber by the end of the day. So, are you guys doing anything uh, as you travel today? Uh, send Ray Ray way on ahead just to see if there's anything funky. I keep, I keep a weather eye on the horizon. I'm whispering my... Um, ideas to Longface. Can I um, speak? Can I tell the panther what to do telepathically? Or do I have to do it out loud? 
You gotta do it out loud. You can only speak to AC telepathically. Okay, so while we're... I'm on my horse, and I'm, like, having him do stuff. We're doing... We're running some drills. We're running some drills. <laughs> so just to kind of get used to him and, what you know, how fast he can run and, like, what, you know... Sit, shake hands, roll over. I got, like, a big ball of yarn. <laughs> Come on, kitty. The day goes by uneventfully as you head uh, further east than you've ever been since you arrived here at the Sword Coast. You're in the middle of the western heartlands now, and the terrain is open and grassy. You can see all around for miles, and it makes you think about what Oifanyan told you last night. That long ago, this was all once a lush ancient forest, but you haven't seen a tree all day. All you see is the forlorn hills slowly creeping closer to the northeast. But as the sun gets low behind you, that changes. In the distance, you see a lone tree in this sea of grass. Deciding it's time to make camp, you head towards it. And as you get closer, you see that it's a huge ancient oak tree. Is there anything interesting about this oak tree other than it's old? Yeah, it sounds suspicious to me. It's a lone oak tree in the middle of a field of grass. Go to sleep, guys. Just relax, <laughs> said the DM. <laughs> poppies, poppies. <laughs> no, I'm going to, um, you know, uh, check the tree. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to use my procession to see if... There's anything interesting about this tree other than it's old. It's a Widowmaker. A one. Oh. No less than nothing about this tree. You smash your face into it. Is this a tree? <laughs> it looks like grass, but bigger. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to take a look at it. Look out take for look the low-hanging branches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Elric did considerably better. An 18. Okay. You take a look around the tree. And you know that this is that this uh, massive oak here is centuries old, right? And that somehow uh, it survived the fire that Oifanyan told you about. But other than that, nothing seems out of place. And as you look around, you also see a small, you know, fire pit ringed with stones. And you can tell that, you know, obviously people have used this as a camping spot in the past. I'm going to ask Asilius to fly up really high and scan the area in case he sees like a something scary or a camp or something, you know, where okay. bad guys are. Okay. Go, AC, go. So we're going to camp here? Yes. Okay, so I will deploy my tarp. <laughs> <laughs> I give you my 10-foot pole out of the magical bag of holding. Tarpage. Exactly. There you go. First things first, guys. Tark needs to go up. All right, so you set up <laughs> camp, you set up a little campfire. Um, how else are you guys spending your evening here? I think I'm going to write in my journal. I just keep my eyes fixed in the, the middle distance, looking for trouble. I'm going to work on my... I'm going to use my jeweler's kit and work on something. Okay, so you guys are relaxing around this massive tree trunk and your little campfire here. It's orange light illuminates the lonely oak in this sea of grass and darkness, while above it spins a sky full of stars. It's very 
peaceful here with only the calming sound of a breeze flowing through the grasses and branches of this ancient tree. When suddenly you hear and you quickly turn towards the sound and you see a frozen Elric holding a whoopee cushion. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Whoopsie doopsie. Yeah. Yes, uh, Elric rolled a one on his deception check. Oh. <laughs> so as he was trying to hide it, it accidentally went off. Oh, man. <laughs> and then and then Esmir forgets that we're worried about being ambushed and she screams out, disappointed. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, other than the failed whoopee cushion attempt, uh, the <laughs> night goes by peacefully, and you all wake to the sound of Elric's tarp loudly flapping. And you uh, crawl out of your bedrolls to a blustery morning in the Delambeer Vale. Looks like last night's uh, cool breeze has turned into a cold wind. Well, let's get busy. Let's get on the road. Okay. It's a new day. Time for some new stuff. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be badge badge again. Badge badge? Who votes? Okay, I got one badge badge. I'm going to guess something new. new. I think it'll be a new thing. Okay, one badge badge and two new things. Okay. One. Weezy. Come here, buddy. Give me a little smoochy woochy. Scratchy scratch. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna roll my portents. Okay, I'm gonna meditate on what is to come. I got a four, so there's gonna be a bad guy that's gonna stub his toe. <laughs> Probably something bad's gonna happen to him. And then, oh, wait a minute. Oh, something. Oh, that's not bad. That could help. Not so bad's gonna happen too. <laughs> four and a fourteen. Four's the number of the day, guys. So everybody, good uh, with their spells for the day. Jake, have you done your meditations? Yeah, I'm good with Agma. All right, you guys leave the Lonely Oak and hit the open road. If all goes well, you should reach Succumber by nightfall. Around midday, you stop atop a small hill to take a you know, lunch break. And from this vantage point, you get a good view all around. And about five miles south of you, you see the Delambeer River. And beyond that, you get your first glimpse of the High Moor. Mm. It's a large, open tract of peaty wasteland, overgrown with shrubs and grasses. Hi, I'm home. <laughs> ah, the heather and the gorse. <laughs> Remember it well. There can be only one. Oh. You cullen from the peaty lands. <laughs> and to your north, you begin to see the eastern half of the Forlorn Hills, right? And you uh, can start to see them coming to an end. And you know that according to your map, where they end sits the town of Ulvin. And other than some heavy gusts of wind, the rest of your day is uneventful. And as the sun begins to set, you begin to hear the flowing waters of the Delambeer River. And soon, you begin to see the silhouettes of buildings and the orange glow inside their windows. You have arrived at the town of Succumber. And in the twilight, uh, you see it nestled up on the banks of the river. 
right? You see uh, small fishing boats and some barges tied up to, you know, various docks that just jut out into the river. And hey, then- Colin, Colin. Yes. Maybe they got canoe rentals here. We can go for a canoe ride on the river. Hi, Esmeralda. You have a way of reminding me of my past failures. <laughs> and as you get closer, uh, you can see uh, sections of a wall that surround this town. But it seems like much of it has fallen to disrepair, right? And it looks like much of the town is in a similar condition. Imagine like an old... Uh, Wild West town, right? And from what you can see in the fading light here, uh, Jolkin was definitely in better shape and more prosperous than Succumber. Wow. Hmm. And soon you come to the main gate and you see several guards posted there. And they eye you closely as you trot by, but they don't stop you or speak to you. They just let you pass. And as soon as you enter, you see the town stables right next to the main gate there. I would like to bring Longface over to the stable and talk to the stable owner. Okay. I want to scope it out and just see if it looks like a safe place for Longface to sleep for the night. Okay. So you guys head in, and it's pretty average. Definitely not as nice as Daggerford stables, but it seems sufficient and nice enough for your horses to spend the night. And uh, as you look around, you see that there are plenty of other horses stabled here. And you also see a man with a pitchfork, right, moving hay around. And he sees you enter, and he says, Howdy, folks. Uh, Looking to stable up your horses for the night? How much for room for my my friend here? That'll be two silver for each mount, and that includes feed. Okay, nice. So I'll throw him a couple of silver pieces. There's an extra couple of copper in it for you if you make sure that he's got enough hay. Oh, very good, sir. And don't you worry, I'll take good care of your steeds. Hey, uh, hey, um, hey, hey, guy. <laughs> hey, guy. Yeah. Come here. Yeah, what can I do for you? Have you seen any gnomes roaming around town? Well, once in a while, we get some of your kind come in from the high forest to do some trading, but none of late. Just mostly humans and halflings living in Succumber these days. Have you ever heard of the name Cebu? Cebu Timbers? Mm, no, can't say that I have. Sorry. Okay, just checking. Okay. I would like to find the inn and the pub. Okay. So you guys make your way to the center of town and you easily find the inn, right? It's one of the larger buildings and one of the few buildings that still uh, has lights burning inside. And as you approach, uh, you see that it's also a tavern. And jutting out from its overhang is a dilapidated sign that reads, The Sticky Pickle. <laughs> oh! We found the Sticky Pickle. I remember hearing about the Sticky Pickle. Some weird place called Indiana. <laughs> you could get a cup of ale and a side of food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> And you enter the Sticky Pickle, and it's not much to brag about. It's a small, dingy tavern, a candlelight uh, from sconces and chandeliers barely illuminate an open and high-ceilinged room that's 
filled with tables and chairs. In the far corner is a small elevated stage where a lone bard sits playing a lute. Nice. The place is crudely decorated with trophies all along the walls. You see uh, stuffed heads of various beasts, including some that you think are hobgoblins, but it's kind of hard to tell in the dim light. But mostly, uh, the walls are covered with fishing trophies. You've never seen such a collection of stuffed fish. All of them, you know, most likely pulled right out of the Delambeer River. And you also see a table of fishermen who look like they just got off their boat and are now sitting down to dinner. And many of the patrons do look like you know, locals, right? But some definitely stand out as fellow adventurers. You see some burly looking fighter types, a few that look like rangers or perhaps even druids. And uh, you even see several that uh, look like magic users, right? Wizards or sorcerers. And they all definitely stand out because of their armor and weapons, right? And as you walk into this busy tavern, all the patrons stop what they're doing and check you out. Then a beat later, they resume what they were doing and you uh, suddenly hear a voice call out to you from behind the bar. Hey, welcome to the Sticky Pickle. How can I help you folks? And you see a surly looking bald man with massive sideburns waving you over. All right. Hey, Surly Joe. <laughs> I'm gonna call him Surly Joe. Surly Joe. Right, right. Hey, Mr. Surly Joe McGee. Tell me, do you have a room? Yes. Yeah, sure. I got uh, two rooms still available. You got two rooms? All right. Well, here we go again. <laughs> here we go again. Well, I guess the three boys can take a room and then the gnome gets a room. The gnome gets the suite and we get the mop closet. Well, I'm not sleeping on the floor. <laughs> the gnome. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Hey, Surly Joe, do you hear them? Do you hear them? <laughs> Come on, you know better that you don't say, hey, gnome, do you want a drink? Hey, gnome, do you want a drink? Oh, Surly <laughs> Joe, no tip for you. No tip for you. <laughs> All right, so that'll be two silver for the two rooms. I'll pay for one. Okay, that's fine. I'll pay for the other room. I don't care. Excellent. Can I get you something to eat or drink before you turn in? Yep. Yes, please. Pour me up a wisdom saving throw. Bring me a mug of your finest ale and a rasher of pork. <laughs> oh boy. I'll have a rasher, a rasher of pork and a big tall glass of mead. Pork and mead. That's what I like. Honey wine and meat. Oh, and a pickle on the side. Oh, everything comes with a pickle on the side here. Oh, excellent. Do you have a excellent. pickle on a stick? Oh, hell yeah. That's our biggest seller. I would like two pickles on a stick and a hamburger. <laughs> Those go good together. Those go good okay, together. Okay, and how about you, little gnome? Uh, what would you like? Okay, hey, do you have a specialty drink? Do you have a special house drink here? Yeah, of course. It's an exquisite mix of spirits and pickle juice. I call it the boozy pickle. Yeah. Boozy pickle juice? <laughs> that sounds pretty good, man. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna have. One of those. Excellent. Okay. That sounds awful tart. Awful tart. I'm gonna have a house salad. Do you have a house salad uh, with some nuts and berries? I think so. And the dressing on the side. No, just kidding. You can put it on there. And one of those uh, boozy pickle drinks. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I, I poke Elric in the, in the ribs with my elbow and say, she brought her high class to the wrong class, you'll see. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Go ahead and uh, find yourselves a seat out there, and uh, someone will bring you your order shortly. Right? Okay, cool. So I would like to sit near the bard, <laughs> like maybe over here. Okay, you make your way through the crowded room, and you find an empty table near the stage. And as you wait for your order, you guys check out this bard. He's a young human male with longish brown hair. He's uh, sporting a fluffy shirt under a worn leather vest, and he's got a maroon-colored uh, sash around his waist, and he's wearing like a, a matching maroon uh, beret, a big beret with a feather in it. After uh, about a minute, uh, you guys start to realize that this guy isn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> and you quickly realize that the entire tavern is kind of feeling the same way, right? No one's dancing or clapping or even paying attention to this guy. In fact, you think you even heard someone boo. Well, I stand up and I give him a hearty round of applause, and I want to go up and drop a couple coppers into his, into his uh, little banjo case, his loot case. Why, why, thank you, sir. Thank you. Much appreciated. You are welcome. I appreciate what you do. Oh, my my pleasure. I am astounded by your skills, my friend. <laughs> really? Uh, wow. Uh, uh, nobody else seems to be. But, but I appreciate the encouragement and the coppers. Uh, thank you very much, sir. And I'm gonna say I'm trying to get into Bardford. Have you uh, you know Have you ever heard about how the program is there? Is it good? Bardford? Oh, man, I wish. I could never get into Bardford. Too expensive. Yeah. And that That's where only the best talent goes. Yeah, I, I'm just starting out, you know. Mm. Hey, have you seen any gnomes besides this one? Uh, no, I, I haven't seen any other gnomes tonight. Do you know any of the ones that hang out in this town? Uh, no, I don't know anyone around here. Uh, you see, I'm just passing through. I'm on my way to Daggerford, actually. Hmm. Where are you coming from? Uh, I'm from a town called Red Larch. Oh. Yeah, it's north of here. Well, no more. Northwest, I think. Yeah, no, north of here. Definitely north. You need a compass, buddy. <laughs> well, you, you know, actually, uh, that's the reason that I'm in Secumber. Because my original destination wasn't Daggerford, it was Waterdeep. Because, you know, if you want to make it as a bard, uh, there's no place better than the big city, right? Yeah. But I got turned around. I mean, I have a map, uh, but I don't have a compass. And I'm really bad with directions. And the next thing you know, I miss the long road. And I start traveling down the Carn Road and then onto the Iron Road uh, that led me right here to Secumber. So, yeah, I really messed up. <laughs> Did you happen to stop off at Firehammer Hold on your way? Why, yes, I did. Uh, it's just like about three days ago. I stopped there and took a short rest in their hostel. I didn't even know it was there. It's pretty nice, though. Does the castle itself seem uh, a little bit, um, like, abandoned? Or is there plenty of activity there amongst, uh, with, you know, normal folk? Well, I didn't see any kind of activity. 
I was the only one staying at the hostel, and I didn't see any other folk while I was there. Wait, you telling us? You're telling us there weren't any dwarves in there? Well, no dwarves came to the hostel while I was there, which is a little disappointing, to be honest. I was kind of hoping to talk to them, but I heard they that they keep to themselves, so I wasn't surprised. Why do they even have such a thing? A hostel for travelers. Someone has to run it. Oh, they're definitely still running it. The sheets were fresh, and the, the firewood was stocked, and the place was nice and clean. And I'm not sure if you know this, but the hostel isn't connected to the rest of the hold. It's just like three rooms carved into the side of it, and there's just the one door going in and out. It's like a bunkhouse. Yeah, it's like a nice bunkhouse, yeah. Aye, but it seems awfully strange. Every inn's got a innkeeper. That seems odd to me. And just because you don't see any doors out of the room doesn't mean there aren't any. I'm an adventurer. Well, I'm not an adventurer, and the <laughs> last thing I would do is upset dwarves in their own home. Yeah. Especially ones that show such hospitality to strangers. Yeah. Mm. I want to ask if he's been through Ulevin. Ulevin? Yeah, I rode through there, but I didn't stop. It looked completely abandoned. I didn't see a single soul. It kind of gave me the creeps, so I didn't linger. Besides, I wanted to stay ahead of the storm that's blowing in from the north, so I just rode through the night to get here. My horse wasn't too happy about it, but she's rested up now. And as soon as the storm blows over, I'm going to blow this backwater town and start my way to Daggerford. You should stop over in Jolkin. Really? You think they'd appreciate a bard there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They need they need uh, entertainment at this at this time, for sure. It's a good stopover. We got friends there. Yeah. Just mention us, the uh, the happy fun time friends. Met us on, on the road. No, those guys. <laughs> we're those guys. Yeah. Just say you those run guys. across those guys. Those guys. Those guys. That's who we are. We're those guys. Really? I just say those guys? Those guys. That's what they know us. Huh. That's a strange name for an adventuring group. We're working on something. <laughs> hey, why don't you write a song about us, buddy? Really? Um, I... I don't really know anything about you guys. Those guys gave me directions to another town. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the Sticky Pickle having a boozy pickle drink when I met those guys. Those guys. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> Very catchy. Hey, I'm going to be a bard too one day. I'm, I'm, I have, I'm going to learn how to play the harp. I got my friend, he's giving me lessons. Jerry, he's giving me lessons. Oh wow, that sounds great. So hey, when you get to when you get to Daggerford, go at, to Helms or what's Herbs Herbs and Oddments? Helmix, Herbs Helmix. and Oddments. Ask for Jerry, man. He'll hook you up. He's in the best band in town. Hey, it's the only band in town. <laughs> oh cool. Uh, what are they called? The Thankful Stiffs. <laughs> <laughs> They've got all kinds of merch. Yeah. Wow, this is great. I'm really lucky to have run into you guys. Thanks for all the helpful info. Well, we appreciate the information about Firehammer Hold. We do. And we appreciate your skills. Oh, your thank safe. you. Play us another song, would you? Yes, yes, I should get back to it. I am getting paid to perform, after all. 
And as he begins playing again, uh, the barmaid arrives with your order. So I feel like we have a decision to, to make. Yes. Should we go to Succumber? I'm sorry, should we go to the High Forest or should we go to Ulevin first? I think we should go to the Wizard's Tower. So um, that's straight across the Unicorn River and over into yep. the High Forest. We'll have to find a crossing yep. of the Unicorn River at some point. Doesn't look like there's a bridge. There might be a fort or something. Do we want to do that on the way back from our main quest? Yeah, that's just it. Do we want do we want to go to Firehammer Hold first or the Wizard's Tower first? I'm thinking Firehammer Hold, just because I'm burning with curiosity. Yeah. As to what happened to the villagers, what happened to Jack? Because like, that's our uh, that's like our main quest. Okay. That's true, but if we you know we want to like get experience so we can level up more. That's why we're here, right? Adventure. Adventure. Well, I, I know, but like I'm just saying, wouldn't our characters go and do their quests first and then stop at that place on the way back? So as you guys are discussing this over your dinner, Jake, with your passive perception, you hear something being discussed at the table behind you, and I whispered to you what you overheard. Okay. What? Gotcha. Overheard what? So I heard, so what I heard, and I say this on the down low, <laughs> I'm going to say this on the down low, so come over here, you'll see. So you want um, us to get low down to listen to you? I'm already low down, so just talk regular. <laughs> <laughs> These adventures behind us, you see, uh, they won a map in Daggerford in a game of threes. What? And he won it fair and square <laughs> and it has and it's a wizard's tower. Oh boy. And they are adventurers. They're following that map, first light, going to the wizard's tower. Oh. Now does that now change our priority of tasks? Hmm. Well, my thinking is we'll go there at some point in the future and find their dead bodies. That's what I was thinking. So get a good look at them, because you might see them again, or parts of them. Or <laughs> we try to leave early and beat them. Well, they are behind me, and I have my cloak over the eyes on the back of my head. <laughs> so you should get a good look at them, because I can't see them. I, I give them the old side eye. Okay, so you take a look at the table behind Jake, and you see a group that definitely looks like adventurers, right? And there's five of them, and they're all human. Uh, one is a tough-looking, uh, burly man with long hair and a full beard. He's wearing hide armor, and his bare arms are just covered in tattoos. Uh, one is a female with uh, braided uh, auburn hair. Uh, she's dressed in leather armor, and she uh, has a quiver of arrows strapped to her back. Right? She definitely has like a, a ranger vibe going. And there's another female, and she looks like she just crawled out of a cave. Right? She's uh, wearing bits and pieces of hide armor that are adorned with all sorts of bones and leaves and dried flowers and bits of fur and she has like a wild look in her eyes. And then the, the last two are young men that are definitely twins. Uh, they both wear uh, long, dark blue capes and both sport the same uh, short, uh, spiky haircut. And they each wear a single earring in the shape of a lightning bolt. Uh, the one on the left has it in his left ear and the one on the right has it in his right ear. And they're all huddled around a piece of parchment 
pointing at it and nodding and discussing something intently. Hmm. I think Cullen might be right in the respect that if we go there after we go to... Or, or com- combining my thing that, that we'll see them, but we'll see their bodies. Yeah. And then Ray Ray can have a little snacky, eyeball snacky. <laughs> and then come back. Or they might get a treasure and we won't, but I think our main quest is Fire Hammer Hold. Yeah, I think that I think that we gotta do what's right for the Sword Coast first and then put ourselves second. Aye, but we might be able to save these poor saps their lives. Well, there is that. I mean, we can put it to a vote. I'll, I'll go. I can go either way. I vote fi- uh, fire hammer hold, then the wizard tower. All right. Hey, but I want to go. <laughs> I want yeah, to... and Jake would want to go where the help is needed most. He's more into um, uh, helping the downtrodden than he is getting gaining treasure. Spoken like a true hero. Unless you know of a library that's there. <laughs> well, it was a wizard's keep. I'm sure there's a library. I'm sure it's vast and well-stocked. I've dealt with wizard books before. Opening them is not so smart. (laughs) (laughs) Elric would want to go on with the quest to go to Firehammer Hold, because that's what uh, we told Cirrus and we would do. That's what my father would think I would do, because uh, my promise to Cirrus. Jake wants to find Jack. Oh, I want to find Jack too, but... If those guys beat us there, then it won't be these guys that get the reward. I'll tell you, when I get back to Daggerford, I'm going to have a word with that Filarian Filfin Dawson drunk man passing out these 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 maps like they're placemats. <laughs> can I can I glance sorry, can I glance over like I'm gonna get up and uh, where's the bathroom? And I'm going to see if their map looks like the one we have. Okay. So you get up and you casually walk past their table. Roll a perception check. Ten. Mm. Yeah, you know, from your low angle there, you just can't get a good look at it. Okay. I'm going to stand up. I'm a little taller. I'm going to try my <laughs> luck. <laughs> see if I can get a good oh, eye. You have to go it. to the bathroom, too. Oh, Ooh. sweet. 20. Nice. Yep. It's definitely the same map you guys have. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as you guys are sneaking peeks at their table there, the bard finishes playing, and he stands up and he says, uh, uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, thanks, everyone. That You've been a great audience. Uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. And the crowd doesn't respond a bit. No one claps or anything. And he takes... Do, uh, can I? Can I stand up and clap? Yeah, of course. Oh! <laughs> Good show, boy! When, after you're done packing up your loot, come join me for a drink. <laughs> and, he, and he politely nods back to you, Jake, uh, as he removes his hat, and he holds it out as he walks through the tavern asking for tips, right? But no one tips him. They either ignore him or they you know, shoo him away, and he eventually uh, makes his way to the bar and begins talking to the innkeep. So before before we go to bed, before we go to bed, I go over to their table. Okay. I say, hello, my name's Cullen, uh, bottle master by training and trade, I guess. <laughs> and as soon as you greet them, they quickly you know, cover up the map. And the <laughs> big burly guy says to you, good for you. What do you want? So 
I couldn't but help but overhear that you're talking about going to some wizard's tower in the woods. You mind telling me what you know about it? Sounds very interesting. And they all they all look at each other, and then uh, the twins respond to you. The one on the left says, uh, first of all, eavesdropping is very rude. And then the one on the right says, and secondly, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I, fair enough, fair enough. I just have to ask, are you feeling lucky? And again, they all look at each other. Uh, this time with like a quizzical expression, like, uh, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> and then, uh, in the blink of an eye, the druid girl is on her feet, pointing at you with fingernails sharp as razors. Is that a threat? I think he's threatening us. Don't you think he's threatening us? I think he's threatening us. <laughs> and the big guy says to you, I don't know. You mind telling us what you mean by those words? I think that... Uh... A few days from now, I'm going to be coming back through this area. And I have a feeling that when I do, I won't see you here. Sitting happy, drinking, enjoying life. I have a bad feeling I'll never see you again. Again, they all look at each other. Uh, like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> and the big guy says, maybe we should... Uh, continue this conversation outside. What do you think? Uh -oh. oh, boy. And before you can answer, uh, loud shouting fills the tavern, and you turn to see uh, the bard in a heated argument with the surly innkeep. Oh, no. The bard shouts, uh, Are you serious? We had a deal. How could you be so dishonorable? That's not good. And the innkeep yells back, you better get out of here right quick before I kick your hippie ass all the way to the high forest. I got pickles that could perform better than you. Uh, and at that, uh, the bard turns towards the door and he looks pissed off, right? But about halfway to the door, he stops. And you think you see a smirk form on his lips. Uh -oh. Then he suddenly jumps up onto a table, strums his lute, and begins to sing. Even though, good villagers, you've not paid me a coin, I thought I'd share a few last words before I get to going. I've heard a lot of secrets here, of things that don't seem right. Your neighbor spilled a lot of beans while drinking here tonight. So he stole from her, and she stole from him. And these two snuck off when the firelight dimmed. Kisses her with tresses so brown, and he kisses him when his wife's not around. But last, there's the barkeep sitting there snugly. He says he's your friend as he looks at you smugly. He sells you weak beer as he says with a sneer. Your kids are all dumb and your wives are all fugly. <laughs> and then he drop kicks a roasted chicken right at the innkeep, who quickly ducks behind the bar, and the chicken smashes a rack of bottles, and then a cloud of smoke engulfs the bard, and it disappears. What? And the tavern is completely silent as everyone just takes in what just happened. And then you hear, hey, my wallet's gone. And then a girl smacks her boyfriend. 
and that escalates into more people yelling and shoving each other. And then the whole place explodes into an all-out tavern brawl. All right. Nice. Oh, no. It's, it's a ballroom blitz. Roll initiative. Nice. <laughs> you guys thought I was going to start a fight. All right. 19 plus 1, 20. 19 plus 2, 21. All right. A 12. I rolled a 9. All right, so first off, this is a tavern brawl, so no weapons and no magic that causes damage. The object is to, uh, you know, take brawlers out and still be conscious when the brawl ends, just like any other brawl. But we're gonna do something different with this brawl. We're gonna be using rules uh, from a supplement that I got off the Dungeon Masters Guild called Tavern Brawl Builder. And the main difference is that you won't be trying to take down individual brawlers. Instead, the brawl is a single creature with its own stat block and hit points. And once the brawl's uh, hit points reach zero, the brawl is over. And how you're gonna do that is different as well. Instead of rolling uh, to hit against uh, the brawl's armor class, everything will be done through contested skill checks. So. If you win the contest, you survive the round. If you lose the contest, you have to make a constitution saving throw. If you fail the save, you're knocked out. So you could easily get knocked out at any time, but that's just the way the barroom brawl goes. Now, what are these skill checks? Well, you know, a tavern brawl is pretty much just punching, kicking, throwing, and smashing stuff onto other brawlers, right? So the skill checks will be mainly strength with athletics or dexterity with acrobatics. Now, you could use charisma if you wanted, like a persuasion or intimidation, you know, if you want to try and stop someone from brawling. Uh, so, for example, a brawler tries to punch you, they would use their athletics. And then you have three options, right? You can use your athletics to block it, your acrobatics to dodge it, or some type of charisma skill if you wanted to try and stop them that way. Now, on your turn, then you would do the same. If you win the contest, you reduce the brawl's hit points by five. Now, if you do something that would affect multiple brawlers, like a sleep spell, for example, then you would reduce the brawl's hit points by 10. So the brawl always goes first each round and will attack each of you individually. And during each of your turns, I'm going to introduce random items that are around the tavern that you could use during your turn if you'd like. So for example, a bar stool that you could smash over someone's head. So the idea is of course here is, is to be creative in the ways that you uh, knock out uh, brawlers from the fight. So everybody ready? All right. So let us begin. The bar goes first. All right. So the entire tavern has erupted into a brawl. Fists and objects start flying. It's total chaos. And Cullen, <laughs> uh, as this uh, maelstrom erupts around you, that druid girl from the adventuring party is suddenly on the table and swinging her fist at you. So you can roll acrobatics to dodge your fist or athletics to block it. Um, so what I'm going to do is, you know, put my arm up to block it using my bracer. All right, roll it. Ten. Oh, ten is not enough. She's too quick, and her fist slams into your face. Roll a constitution saving throw. 
Okay. <laughs> Cullen could go out in the first round. Uh oh. 23. All right. Oh, uh, she right. takes nice. you by surprise and punches you. You stagger back and you you see some stars, but you shake it off, right? You've had worse. And you see her uh, over there shaking her hand like she heard it punching your face. <laughs> I am pretty strong. All right, Elric, uh, you just watched Colin get punched when suddenly uh, those caped twins jump into the fray and one of them uh, leaps off their table right at you. Okay. So roll acrobatics to sidestep him or athletics to counter. Oh, I will take, I will <clears throat> use my athletics to uh, try to throw him like a wrestling throw. Just throw him away from me. Okay, cool, roll it. Here we go. 15. 15 beats his roll. So yeah, you grab him while he's in midair and you toss him off to the side into a group of people. Cool. Jake, you quickly duck as Elric tosses someone over your head. And when you straighten up, you see the barmaid and you see her get shoved and everything on her tray just falls off. And she looks totally pissed. And she turns towards you and tries to smash you with her tray. Hey. What are you doing? Why are you swinging this thing at me? I didn't have anything to do with it. So roll acrobatics to uh, dodge or athletics to block the tray. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to block the tray. Okay. Go for it. Ooh. 13. 13. Okay. That beats her roll and you block the tray and just knock it out of her hands. All right, so Esmir, you went to the bathroom, and when you walk back in, the entire tavern is in the middle of an all-out brawl. And as you're trying to grasp the scene before you, a tankard of ale comes flying out of the crowd right at you. That's not cool. So roll acrobatics to try and dodge the tankard. Animal handling, can I do animal handling? (laughs) Gotta handle all these animals. Get his goddamn animals. What'd you say I can use? Acrobatics. To dodge. Okay. Oh boy. Ah, you weren't fast enough and that tankard smacks you right in the forehead and you start to see stars. Roll a constitution saving throw. Okay. Now Esmir's pissed. 20. Oh. Nice natural 20. Oh man. I I catch the glass. I (laughs) I catch it. I take a sip out of it and I slam it to the ground. (laughs) Nice. This beer does suck. <laughs> All right, now it's your guys' turn. And Colin, you're first. Uh, the tavern has erupted into utter pandemonium. Uh, you just got punched and you stagger back against the table. And you notice on the table a dinner plate with a huge cooked fish on it. What do you want to do? I pick up the fish and I name him Eric. <laughs> and then I take the plate of fish and I smash some guy over the head with it. <laughs> All right, roll athletics. And uh, he's going to try and dodge this fish plate. Oh, an eight. Oh. Oh. Ah, but he only rolled a six, so you hit him. <laughs> oh, cool. Then the, sh- then the plate shatters and the fish is on top of his face when he hits the floor. Nice. And that guy is out, and the brawl takes five damage. Yeah. Right on. All right, Elric. All right. Fists and objects are flying all around you. What the hell is going on? You just avoided being tackled, and you look around, and you see that there is a plate of food on the table next to you, uh, and the flowing blue cape of the other twin. What do you want to do? Hmm. Can I grab this guy's long cloak and like swing him around and onto a table or something? Sure. Or, yeah. 
you know, try, try, maybe, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Try to bundle the cloak over his head and punch him or something. So, <laughs> yeah, let's do uh, let's do acrobatics checks because uh, he's going to try and spin in the opposite direction as you try to wrap him up in his own cloak. Okay, acrobatics. I can do that. Here we go. Oh my 13. goodness, that's not bad. And he rolled a 15. Oh, so darn. as you're trying to wrap him up, he uh, he quickly spins out of the way and frees himself. Ha <laughs> ha, nice try. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jake, uh, you get caught up in the turmoil as well. And next thing you know, uh, you're up against the wall and there is a stool next to you and a stuffed largemouth bass on the wall behind you. What do you want to do? <laughs> You name him Billy. Does he talk? <laughs> this is a fool's game, you see. And I'm going to reach up and I'm going to grab the tail of the bass and try to slam it on some stranger's head. Nice. <laughs> Would that be athletics? Yes. And they're going to try and uh, dodge the swinging bass. 13, 13 again. again. Ah, and he rolled a seven. Yeah. So the bass <laughs> connects and the brawler goes down. And the brawl takes another five damage. Nice. Ah. And I look down and I say, you, the fool. (laughs) And it says, don't worry, be happy. (laughs) Oh, no, it doesn't. Then I smash it again until it stops. (laughs) All right, Esmir, uh, you just got nailed by a tankard, and now you reek of ale. And all around you, uh, the tavern patrons are at each other's throats, and right next to you is a tray of food that, uh, you know, just came out of the kitchen, and sitting on the tray is a cream pie. What do you want to do? Okay, okay. Nice. So first, I'm going to grab the cream pie, and I'm going to levitate myself. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to be like, rise! And I'm going to pretend like I'm really evil. I'm going to do like a really evil face. And I pretend like I'm scary. <laughs> and, and as I'm going up, as I'm going up, I take the pie and I slam it in someone's face. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make you less ugly. <laughs> and I slam the pie in their face. Okay. Roll acrobatics and, uh, to try and hit them. Sure. And uh, they're going to also roll acrobatics to try and dodge it. Oh, boy. Ooh. Nine. Oh, they roll a 17 oh. and easily dodge the flying pie. Damn it. It's a waste of a good pie. <laughs> I think it would be funny anyway if a pie took somebody out. A cream pie. <laughs> okay, now it's the brawl's turn again. So, uh, Cullen, you just took someone out with a fish dinner. And as you look up, you see a snaggletoothed man uh, swinging a fishing pole at your head. So dodge your block. I'm going to try to block it. So just an athletics check. Yep. All right. 16. And you rolled a 12, so you block it. The pole just snaps as it hits your bracer. Do it look like a fish to you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Elric, uh, you were trying to wrap someone up in their cape when suddenly a jar of pickles comes flying across the room right at your face. <laughs> All right. What a waste of good pickles. I want to catch it. All right, roll an acrobatics check. Okay. Acro- acrobatics? Nine. Mm. Ah, you don't catch it. Okay. It slips through your fingers and smashes right in your face. (laughs) Roll a constitution saving throw as you start to see stars. Okay. Constitution save. 
All right. 26. Oh, nice. Nice. 26 total. Damn. It just smashes me and then in the face. My face is covered with juice and pickles falling off of me. And then I just, I wipe some juice out of my left eye and wipe some juice out of my right eye. <laughs> and then I just come back with my fists redoubled and ready for action. All right. <laughs> and don't forget your, your armor looks perfectly clean, though. The armor is perfectly clean. Pickle juice just shit right off. Yeah. Jake, you just uh, knock someone out with a stuffed bass, and when you look up, that crazy druid girl from the adventuring party is right in front of you, and she's got a wild look in her eyes as she takes a swing at you. Okay, well, I'm going to try to dodge it. Okay, roll acrobatics. Or, I'm sorry, I want to use something to block it. Okay, then roll athletics. Athletics? 13. No, they rolled a 12, just barely. You block her fist at the last second, just inches from your face. Nice, (laughs) nice. All right, Esmir, you're uh, floating above the chaos here when suddenly from out of the crowd comes a chair flying right at you. That's not cool. (laughs) Roll acrobatics to try and dodge it. 11. Oh, you just barely dodge it. Nice. Flies past you just inches away from you. It <laughs> slams into the rafters behind you. I did like a Neo dodge. You know, when he dodges the bullets. <laughs> I do one of those. Your head goes back. The chair slowly flies past your face. <laughs> exactly. Your nose just touches one leg. All right, now it's your guys' turn. Uh, Cullen, uh, you just blocked a fishing pole, Mm. and now uh, someone is charging you with a chair, Mm. and you spy on the table next to you a big roast turkey leg. What do you want to do? Well, it's tempting, but I'm going to pick up my own chair and uh, try and jam it into his and wrestle his chair out of his hands and trip him at the same time. Nice. All right, roll athletics for a chair joust. Have a chair joust. Nineteen. Oh, yeah, you easily beat his roll. Oh, dude. (laughs) So how does a chair joust work? What happens? I just catch his chair with my chair, and I twist it. I twist it back the other way, and then it comes flying out of his grip, and then I take my chair as on the downswing, and I hit him in the shin. Whack! <laughs> he falls over like a large tree. Bump. Nice. And that guy is not getting back up, and you gave the brawl another five damage. Yeah. Nice. So, Elric, a jar of pickles just smashed against your head. Pickle juice is running down your undergarments, and it's just <laughs> gross. Things are getting out of hand now. And on the table next to you, you see a turkey leg and uh-huh. a a pickle tray with a spread of uh, pickled pickles arranged on it. <laughs> pickled pickles. Pickled pickles. <laughs> with an assortment of dipping sauces. Okay. A crudite, if you will. <laughs> a nice pickle flight. Okay. I'm going to grab up that tray of pickles and I'm going to fling it like a frisbee at someone. Yeah. Okay. Get them in the head with it, hopefully. Roll <laughs> athletics. Okay. So here we go. 10 plus Ooh, 16. Nice. All right, so you fling this pickle tray, and it ends up flying right at that red-haired ranger gal from the adventuring group. Mm-hmm. And at the last second, she nimbly leans out of its path, and it oh. slams into the wall behind her. Ooh. 
Oh, man. I kind of raised my eyebrow at her and go, wink a little. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe after this weekend, you know, get some coffee. Exactly. (laughs) All right, Jake, you are swept up in this confusing mess of fists and flying objects, and you end up near the fisherman's table. And uh, you see on there a, a plate of pickled fish, and a pair of muddy knee-high waders. What do you want to do? What I would like to do, could I could I actually make my cloak billow and try to snap it in somebody's face? Yeah, sure. <laughs> what would I roll, though? Because that's like thaumaturgy to make my cloak billow. Roll your magic. Roll a, roll a wisdom check. Okay. Oh, I failed miserably. Boy. Yeah, with a five. I try to, I try to make my cloak below, and it snatched me right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Esmir, uh, you're still floating above this uh, tavern brawl here, and you see that you are now over the table where the fishermen uh, were having dinner, and you see a plate of pickled fish and a bottle of whiskey. What do you want to do? Do I have sleep checked off? Yeah. I'm going to do sleep. Okay. Go to sleep, you babies. <laughs> and I wave my arm out. <laughs> All right, roll five D8s and get above a 10. Whoa, that was pretty good rolls. That's a good roll. 27. Those were good. Yeah. So you watch as uh, two people are grappling each other, right? They're wrestling. And suddenly <laughs> uh, they just go limp and fall to the ground fast asleep. <laughs> And that does 10 points of damage to the brawl. Nice. Now, now it's the brawl's turn. Starting to thin out a little, but there are still plenty of frenzied patrons looking to fight. And Cullen, one of them, charges you, trying to tackle you to the ground. Okay, so I still have this chair in my hand, so I'm gonna try and like, uh, I know that, that this is just a blocking maneuver, but my idea is that I'll grab him with his head underneath the chair and like push his face down onto the ground. Okay. Like, you know, kind of catch him on the shoulders and shove him into the ground. Okay, roll athletics. So let's do a little athletics. 14. Oh yeah, you block his tackle and he just nice. runs right into the chair instead. Right on. Now, Elric, you just whipped a pickle tray across the room and are checking out the cute red-headed ranger that dodged it, when suddenly, out of the corner of your eye, you see a bar stool swinging down on you. Okay. So roll acrobatics to dodge or athletics to block. Athletics to block. I shall take athletics. Oh, well, seven. Ah, seven is not enough, and the bar stool smashes over your head. Elric's just getting smashed with stuff. (laughs) <laughs> jar of pickle, a chair. <laughs> All right, roll a constitution saving throw as the stool smashes into pieces over your head. Okay. Come on. Okay, here we go. Oh, Ooh. nine. Ah, and with that, Elric is out of the fight. I'm out of the fight. Oh, Your heart oh, goes black sheesh. and you fall unconscious onto the sticky, wet tavern floor. Uh, I shall avenge you! Get the number of the cute ranger. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, Jake, um, that big tattooed adventurer uh, goes up to a stack of uh, empty beer kegs along the wall there, and he picks one up and he tosses it right at you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna try to block it. 
Go for it. Twelve. Oh, just barely. Ooh. It stops just inches from your face. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> nice. This is too much for an old man, you see. <laughs> so do you catch it, or do you like? How do you? What do you do with it? I catch it, but I realize, like, you know, I'm trying to be cool. So as I'm catching it, though, yeah. the weight of a keg <laughs> is actually still coming at me. So I kind of topple backwards. And as it's coming back over, up and over my head, I'm falling backwards. And my only thing I can imagine is I'm going to try. I'm going to smash it on whoever is behind me on their head okay. as my arms go backwards over my head with this keg. <laughs> All right, so, Esmir, you see some of those fishermen, and they're pointing up at you there. Look, look, a flying gnome. And one of them uh, grabs a bottle of whiskey and tosses it at you. Roll an acrobatics to uh, try and dodge it. Okay. Flying gnome. A six. Oh, no. Great. Oh, you can't get out of the way fast enough, and the bottle smashes on your head. Roll a constitution saving throw as your vision starts to blur. Oh. 12. Ah, you stay conscious. You're still in the fight. Now you just smell like beer and whiskey. Yeah. (laughs) And now it's your turn. And Cullen, you are still battling with this guy that you blocked with a chair. So go ahead and roll an athletics check to see if you can take him out. Yeah, he's going to. I'm going to try and twist him around and, and... Do that thing where you spin the chair and the guy at the same time. Okay, cool. That's the idea. (laughs) Thirteen. That's enough to take him down. And as you spin him to the ground, uh, the chair smashes on him and he doesn't get back up. Cool. That's another five damage to the brawl. Right on. Nice. All right, Jake, you are suddenly holding a beer keg. Falling backwards. (laughs) Falling backwards. (laughs) Roll an athletics check to see if you can uh, redirect this keg onto someone else. 20. 20. A dirty 20. Oh, the brawl rolled a 19 to dodge. (laughs) They weren't fast enough, and the barrel takes them out. Another five damage to the brawl. Sweet. All right. Okay, Esmir. You're uh, still levitating up here, uh, soaked in beer and whiskey. And uh, (laughs) below you, a fisherman uh, grabs a fishing pole, and he starts approaching you like he's going to try and hook you with it. What do you want to (laughs) do? Lots of fishing poles. Okay. So the fishing pole, is is it like up, like above the person's head? Yes, they're, you know, reaching it up towards you, like they're going to try and, uh, you know, snag you with it. Okay, so I'm going to grab the fishing pole, and I'm going to try and, like, tug it out of the guy's hand and do, like, a helicopter move with it. Just spin around with it once. Smack whoever's in my way with it. Okay, cool. Like a helicopter. I want to do, like, a helicopter move. Got it. Okay. All right. He's attacking the bar. Roll acrobatics to see if you can... Pull off this helicopter move. 13. Ah, they roll a 17. Ah, shit. You can't get enough leverage to get that pole out of his hands. Shicks. All right, now it's the Brawl's turn. And the uh, burly adventurer who threw that uh, keg at Jake, uh, he turns his attention towards you, Cullen, and he charges you. And just before he gets to you, he grabs that turkey leg off the table. And then he tries, and then he uh, slams into you and tries to shove it down your throat. Oh, crew! Roll an athletics check to see if you can stop him. Oh, 11. 
Did I avoid it? You do not. He oh. rolls a 14. Oh. He overpowers you and shoves that turkey leg right down your throat. Roll a constitution saving throw to see if you black out from the lack of oxygen. That's gross. Oh, this is not good. A 10. Just barely. You're choking and gagging, but you're still in the fight. There you go. I'm looking at him and I'm like, who does that? You're weird, man. Weird. <laughs> All right, uh, Elric's out, so we go to Jake. Uh, you just avoided being crushed by a barrel, and as you turn back, that wild druid girl is suddenly right in front of your face again, <laughs> and she takes a swing at you. Okay, now I'm gonna block it, or try. Ooh, 19. 19. Ah, oh, she also rolled a 19. Mm. What does that mean? <laughs> um, nothing happens. You just, you both whiff. Whiff? You both whiff each other. It's a double whiff. Yeah, I got a whiff of her. <laughs> she stinks something awful. Ooh. All right, Esmir, uh, you've become quite the floating target up there. They really want to knock you out of the sky because suddenly an entire roasted chicken comes flying up at you. <laughs> yeah. Get the chicken. That's gross. <laughs> Roll acrobatics to avoid the flying chicken. How about an Ooh. 18? An 18 works. So what do you do? Do you dodge it or do you catch it? I dodge out of the way because I don't want to get I don't want the chicken to touch me. It's disgusting. <laughs> it used to be a it used to be one of my friends. <laughs> She's a very committed vegetarian. Alright, back to you guys. Uh, so Cullen, you got a turkey leg in your mouth <laughs> and you got this big burly dude trying to shove it down your throat. What are you gonna do? That's weird. That is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I grab his arm, pull it, pull the turkey leg away, and I try to turn it the way you do when you're fighting with a knife, and then go get it, get it in his mouth. Suddenly, a turkey leg is like a deadly weapon. <laughs> and now, now it's right in front of his face, and he's freaking out. It's like West Side Story. <laughs> okay, it's a strength contest. Roll athletics. 24. Oh, yeah. And he rolled a 17. Yeah. He can't hold you back. And you shoved that turkey leg down his throat. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And he just gives up. And he rolls over. He's coughing and sputtering. And that's another five damage to the brawl. Yes. That's All what right. you get. Jake, you and the druid uh, just whiffed your swings at each other. Oh, and boy. Uh, as you recover from your whiff, you see on the table next to you there some doughy desserts and a steaming kettle of hot tea. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So I'm going to pick up the teapot and swing it at her, uh, try to clock her on the head with it. All right, go for it. 21. Oh, man. Scald you. And she rolled a 19 to dodge. Yeah. And the oh, teapot yeah. smashes against her face oh. and burns her with a scalding hot tea. <laughs> Was that jasmine tea? I call it Earl Grey Matter. <laughs> Brain you with it. All right, uh, Esmir. So um, you can see from your vantage point uh, the brawl tapering down a bit, but it's not over. And as you've been dodging and weaving all the things being thrown at you, you end up over a table with a pickle on a plate. But 
This is the biggest pickle you've ever seen. It's massive. It's like the size of a football. It's just this monstrous pickle. What are you going to do? <laughs> okay. I must have won the county fair. <laughs> I'm going to uh, levitate down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just kind of sideways so I can grab the pickle up off the table and I'm going to spiral it like a football across the room. First of all, I'm going to lick it. I'm going to lick it and then I'm going to spiral it across the room at someone on the other side. That's disgusting. That is so gross. <laughs> <laughs> He's like rolling around the bar. Watch this, <laughs> dirtbags. Okay, roll acrobatics. <laughs> That's funny. 17. 17. Nice. Nice. Promising. Nice. Pretty good. But the brawl rolled a 19. Oh, they duck oh, in the nick of time, and the massive pickle just splatters against the wall, and pickle guts just slowly ooze down some fishing trophies. That pickle is sticky. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so again, it's the brawl's turn. Uh, and Cullen, you're on top of the adventure there. You've won the turkey leg fight when suddenly a mug comes flying at your head. I like, take the chicken leg out and try and smash it with it. <laughs> All right, roll <laughs> athletics. Athletics. 26. Nice. Ah, easily. You deflect the mug with the turkey leg and the mug flies behind the bar and smashes some bottles. Oh, jeez. Jake, uh, you just took someone out with a tea kettle when suddenly someone leaps off the stage and tries to tackle you. Acrobatics to step out of the way or athletics to hold your ground. Yeah, I'm going to try to roll athletics. All right. Oh, not good. Mm, seven. That's a lot of weight coming at me. Yeah, they jump on you and it catches you off guard and you smash into a table face first. Ow. And you're definitely seeing stars, so roll a constitution saving throw. Oh, boy. You know, I just have to say before I roll this, <laughs> there's something weird about pickle chunks and turkey chunks being worse than orc guts. <laughs> Oh, 15. Oh, 15. All right, you're feeling groggy, but you hold on. You're still in the fight. Woo-hoo. Nice. So, Esmir, uh, these fishermen below you, uh, they're really trying to get you. <laughs> and one of them uh, reaches under a table and pulls out a bait bucket filled with squirming worms, Ugh. and they whip it at you. <laughs> this has turned into a food fight. Bait bucket. It's the sticky pickle in bait shop. <laughs> bait shop. <laughs> 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 brings their bait to the bar. What a loser. You know what? I might as well just use my... No, I'll just roll. Wow, oh, I was going to use my portent. I got a 10. Ah, you can't change your altitude fast enough, and the bait bucket slams into you, and worms go flying everywhere. Oh. <laughs> I know, I'm getting pissed off. I might start using some magic missiles on you, sons of bitches. And now you're covered in <laughs> ale, whiskey, and worms. <laughs> Just a floating mess up there. This town is garbage. <laughs> All right, that bucket hits you pretty hard in the head, so roll a constitution saving throw. Oh, constitution saving throw. I got an 18. Nice. Worms, schmurms. All right, you see some stars, but you shake it off and stay in the fight. 
And uh, now it's your guys' turn. All right, so uh, Cullen, you look around. And there's only a few stragglers still brawling. Uh, and you see Elric still passed out over there. And you see Jake slowly getting up from the floor. And you see Esmir floating up there and uh, several fishermen throwing stuff at her. And next to you, you see a loot. Uh, huh. So I, I grab the loot and then I I take a, a fork off the table and I use it like a bow <laughs> to fire the fork at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll acrobatics. <laughs> I thought I was going to smash it on someone, did you? <laughs> oh. 21! Yeah. <laughs> that fork uh, springs from the loot, flies across the tavern, right at one of the fishermen who's uh, about to throw something up at Esmir, whacks him in the back of the head, and he uh, <laughs> falls forward and smashes his head against the table, and that blow ends the tavern brawl. Really? Oh. Woohoo! We lasted. <laughs> 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 and then I, then I look down at the loot and say, "Oh, that was a sour note." <laughs> so you guys couldn't have just clapped a couple times. Now see what you get. Exactly. Was it be yep. so hard? That's then it. you hear someone say, shut up, and a bottle flies at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Do you want to see my magic missiles, loser? No. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so, so what happens now? Does he come down and thank me or what? No, he left. No, he did not. Actually, he didn't. Oh. Hmm. Jake, you want to tell them what I whispered to you, what you saw? Yeah, so I looked up. At one point in this brawl, I looked up to the ceiling, and he was up in the rafters, and he was, like, like, kind of enjoying what was happening below. But then he saw me seeing him, and then he kind of clasped his hands together to say, please don't give me away. So I gave him a stink eye. I gave him a stink eye, but because he's a bard, I'm not going to turn in a bard. I protect bards. So... I gave him the stink eye, but I let him. I let him sit up there and enjoy the show. <laughs> Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Covered in pickle juice, some whiskey, ale, tea, and some worms. But hey, on the bright side, Colin doesn't have a turkey leg stuck in his throat. Who are these other adventurers with a copy of the map to the wizard tower? Will Elric get a cup of coffee with that red-haired ranger gal? Really, who attacks people with a turkey leg? That is weird. And... Does Jake really have eyes in the back of his head? I mean, no one mentioned that before. But who knows? Tune in next time to find out on Rogue Radio. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Roll Radio. Hope you enjoyed our Sticky Pickle Tavern Brawl. We had a lot of fun playing this encounter. And this was another different encounter that I that I wanted to have on their journey to Firehammerhold. Now I've always wanted to play a tavern brawl, but I'm always 
you know, kind of hesitant uh, because I'm afraid that it would just end up being a slog, you know, right? trying to keep track and rolling dice for, you know, all the different uh, brawlers. So I decided to see what other people were trying out there, you know, what other homebrew rules uh, that people may be using to streamline such an encounter. And so I went to the Dungeon Masters Guild at dmsguild.com and found an interesting supplement called Tavern Brawl Builder by Gene Lorber. And the supplement claimed to make tavern brawls more than just mindless slugfests and that the taverns and brawls were designed to be story first. Well, that sounded perfect to me. So I picked it up and I'm glad I did because inside there are 10 different really cool taverns and 10 different brawl encounters. And you can mix and match all those things. And now I didn't use one of Gene's taverns, but I did use an encounter called Should've Paid the Bard. The whole story with the bard starting the brawl is from the supplement. Even the song that I sang was straight from the pages. Speaking of which, I want to thank my son Eli for playing the mandolin in the back there while I sang the song. That was a lot of fun. And the other great thing about it was the rules for running the brawl. They made it easy, they made it fast-paced, and they made it fun. Right? The players had a great time playing, and I had a great time because I wasn't bogged down. It's great. I highly recommend it. Check it out at the DMs Guild. It's called Tavern Brawl Builder by Gene Lorber. And don't forget to check out Sirenscape.com for some tavern music and sound effects to enhance your next brawl. They even had bad bard music, which played perfectly with this encounter. And of course, check out dnd.wizards.com to find amazing stories like Scourge of the Sword Coast for your next adventure. Thanks again for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time when the adventure starts to get a little spooky.